What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the We Got Now podcast. I am here with a very sunburnt Maggie <laughs> Grant. Maggie, what? Why? Why do you look like a tomato today? I live thirty minutes from the lake. You live thirty minutes from the yeah, lake, and I applied sunscreen. I usually don't. Okay, that's Is, what. Did you get on for Labor Day? Get, you got on the lake. Yeah, and now it's you're just seven or eight hours. Crisp to a, Baking in the sun. Yes. As Maggie speaks. I can't speaks, smile. <laughs> as like as Maggie speaks, so I'm, just, I'm just watching her red I, nose. I look, <laughs> like, I look like Rudolph. Yeah. I literally look like Rudolph, it's the red nosed reindeer. It's okay. Yeah, I, that sounds... I would I would be okay if I was on the lake and got a little sunburned. It's not I didn't little, do much though. yesterday. It's yeah. not a little. That's, that's why I'm not okay. And it just drains I you, almost right? didn't want to do this podcast because it hurts to, like, move my cheeks when I speak. Because, you're doing like, great. the dimples hurt. You're, but. you're doing great. <laughs> yeah. You're doing great. Now, is this the podcast? Because I, I don't know if, if listeners have heard it. You need to go back and listen to the second episode. I think it was titled, uh, What Do We Love About Gen Z? You did mention <laughs> that you can quack the national anthem. Oh, no. Uh, is this not the, oh, no. this this is not not the day the for day. Not, not the, the day. Which I've told Chase this, but if I were peer pressured by students into doing it, I would probably. But the fact that we're just sitting here in our office recording this, it's, like, yeah. I just, it's You're a little not gonna odd quack. for me. Yeah, no quacking for okay, me. Okay, no quacking. Um... Well, yeah, yesterday was Labor Day. Uh, Maggie did get sunburned. I didn't do much. But uh, today, we're, we're, we've had a couple of episodes. We've talked about what we love about Gen Z. We've talked about what our student ministry is all about, kind of the foundations that, uh, of course, Christ. But, but also we talked about evangelism and discipleship. We talked about worship uh, in the Bible in uh, last week's episode. This week, we kind of want to transition into... Uh, a very, very important question. And that question is also a very simple one, but a very complex one. What is the gospel? Mm-hmm. Uh, we want our students to understand how to answer that question. Uh, we feel like every Christian needs to be able to answer that question. <laughs> should be. It should be, <laughs> yes. But like, uh, let's it just be, be honest. It can be an intimidating question. It can be very intimidating. And yeah. And so without making right anyone feel bad, because listen, I've answered that question wrong before, I am sure, what is the gospel? What, but what are some answers to that question that you've heard that maybe not maybe not wrong, but maybe we need to push it just a little yeah, bit further? I think the it could be, sometimes we can be a little vague. I think sometimes being from the buckle of the Bible belt, yeah. there's just like... Uh, the slogans, the terms that we throw around, but we don't actually know. Like, for instance, Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. Like, mm-hmm. what is the gospel? Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. Mm-hmm. I hear that all the time from students. Mm-hmm. And then I love to just ask them, well, what, why did mm-hmm. he, what yeah. does that mean? Like, yeah. what does it mean for Jesus to, yeah. like, you know, that he died for our sins? Well, why did he have <laughs> yes. to die for our sins? Yes. Like, just kind of going, or even sometimes, hey, what what do you think is the gospel? Well, just following Jesus with uh-huh. our hearts. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, that is the gospel, following yeah. Jesus, but who is Jesus? That's Why right. should we follow him? Yeah, yeah. And that's why I think it's like, even maybe for our question in this episode, like what we're trying to answer is is what happens in the gospel, okay? Mm-hmm. So maybe we could all agree Jesus died on the cross for our sins, but 
it's really not an adequate answer to what is the gospel because there's so much more to it than that. Why did he do it? What happens at the cross? I think even sometimes it's not a question of like what, but who, like who mm-hmm. is Jesus? Yeah. Like you could be an unbeliever and be able to quote me, what is the gospel? Mm-hmm. But it's, well, who yeah. is the gospel? Who That's are right. you following? That's Who's right. the person? Yes. And what did he do? Yeah. You know? Yeah, an answer I hear a lot, and I think it's like it's genuine. It comes from a good place. I'll ask like, "What is the gospel?" And sometimes I'll get, "What's well, the first four books of the New Testament? It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John." And like, it makes sense. Those, those are, are the gospel. The gospel according to Matthew. The gospel according to Mark, and, and so and on. And I can see why that could be confusing, right? Yeah. Right? So if like, you're a new believer, yeah. Well, the gospels are Matthew, <laughs> That's what, Mark, Luke, and John. Yes. But then here is the gospel. That's right. And so what we're trying to clarify is what is the gospel what happens in the gospel and if you're not familiar with it the the term gospel literally means good news good news right and so okay what's the good news uh jesus died on the cross for my sins what's so good about that like it, why should that be good news because death kind of seems bad mm-hmm. right sin kind of seems bad and what makes jesus death different than any other criminal on a cross yeah death? yeah yeah. And, and so and so that's why uh, we feel it necessary to have this episode and just ask the question, okay, what's the gospel? That's right. a very important yeah. question. It's it, the most important <laughs> question. If, if we can't get this question right, it doesn't matter what next, next week's episode's about. It doesn't matter if we get into some really fun and interesting topics. If we don't understand the gospel, if we don't believe in the gospel, if we can't define the gospel, it ultimately does it matter? And so, so that's what we're going to do during this episode. What is the gospel? Okay, and so simple, I'm simple but complex. Simple but complex, and, and that's why I love this, right? Like my three-year-old son Maddox can understand Jesus died on the cross. He's starting to understand that, and here I am, twenty-six, and like I, I just realized there's so mu- so much depths and complexity of the gospel as well that I can continue mm-hmm. to dive into. And so we're going to try and keep it pretty light on this episode, but. But I'm going to let Maggie start. Are you going to start in here? (laughs) (laughs) And she's just going to walk you through what is the gospel. Are you ready? I think focusing on like the who, well, it's Jesus. We've already Mm -hmm. said that. But, Mm -hmm. well, who is Jesus? What did Jesus do is Jesus came to this earth, was God, became fully, fully man, fully God, lived 33 years of perfection, lived the perfect life, died the death, we deserved, which we will go into more, mm-hmm. died the criminal's death, the criminal's death that we deserved on the cross, but he died conquering sin, rose from the grave, conquering sin, conquering, conquering death, ascended into heaven, and he's coming back. Yeah. So I, that's short, simple. That's perfect though, right? Like it's more than just, well, Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Well, what's significant about that? And so mm-hmm. so you answered that, right? Well, well, he he died as a sinless man, as a perfect man, Right. Yes, he died on the cross for our sin, which which means we're not perfect, we're not sinless, and so there's a there's a swap that happens at the cross. Is is what you're saying? Jesus steps into mm-hmm. our place as a perfect man, dies as a sinner. Like that's that's a pretty big deal. He lived the life we could never live and died the death that we deserved, and we see that from Genesis to Revelation. Yeah, and I think that's like a, a great segue. A lot of times. The way I like to think about the gospel, the way I like to present the gospel is just using the full biblical theology. Starting in Genesis, we see God creating the world. And actually, this is how I do it with my kids. And, and Maddox is starting to piece this together. 
uh, you know, we have God creating the world in Genesis 1. He creates it good. And included in that creation is man and woman, Adam and Eve. And everything's good. They have a perfect relationship with their creator. They're meant to worship him. But in Genesis 3, this terrible thing called sin comes along. And their sin gets them kicked out of God's presence, kicked out of the Garden of Eden. And what we see in the New Testament in Romans chapter 5 is Paul saying, hey, everyone listening to this, myself and Maggie, in Adam, oh yeah, he was your federal head and you fell in him. You fell with him. And so you were born with a nature to sin. You were born not in a relationship with God, not a Christian, but you were born separated from God because of your sin. So we have creation, but we also have the fall, and the fall is bad news. And so what's the good news? Well, the good news is that God, from heaven, Philippians 2, empties himself. It takes on the fullness of, of man. He becomes a man. He's fully man. He's fully God. Every, every temptation I've fallen into, every sin I've ever committed, Jesus stands firm. And he doesn't sin once. And as a perfect man, this is what Maggie was saying, he goes to the cross and he dies a perfect death. He dies a sinner's death. The death he, d- he gets on the cross, I deserved. And you deserved. And these listeners deserved. And then three days later, he rose from the dead, which... which the Bible says, is our justification, is what makes us right with God. Without the resurrection, the death on the cross doesn't matter. It tells us that God the Father accepts the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross for our sins. And he ascends into heaven, and here's where it gets good. If we trust in Jesus, which we'll talk about that in a second, how how do we be saved? If we trust in Jesus, he's coming back, Revelation says, on the clouds, but if we trust in Jesus, we're going to look up and we're going to see that that's our Savior, not our judge. And we're going to get to live, John three sixteen in eternity. And we're going to get eternal life with our Savior forever and ever and ever. So we're going to, in a sense, go back to the garden, be in the presence of God again, where we will dwell forever. And so I, I, that, that's, that's the gospel, right? We've sinned. That sin has separated us from God. Christ has died on the cross in our place as a perfect man rose from the dead, and through him we can be saved. And so let's just talk, just because we only have a couple more minutes in this, in this episode, that is the gospel, and that's a lot of head knowledge maybe, but it doesn't matter if you don't trust in Jesus. And, and so Maggie, what does it mean to trust in Jesus? How can we know this gospel and then respond to it and actually be saved? Well, I think... There's only really two ways you can respond to the gospel is you know it and you believe it and mm-hmm. you love it. And that means like Christ is Lord and he's worth following or you, you don't believe it mm-hmm. and you don't want to follow him. So it's like if you hear that and you respond, your heart is still hard and you're like, yeah, like I still kind of it's like you truly you don't believe you don't believe it. because if you truly believe that about Christ that he died the death you deserve yeah. you're going to want to follow him oh yes you know yeah yeah I mean, it we don't even like John 3:16 is a great verse for a reason for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life and that of course goes on like goes beyond a a belief that lives in the head this is a belief that that just explodes in our hearts. I remember the day when, when I came to Christ, uh, the gospel was presented to me. And it's like on that day, I could not have come to Christ. Like my heart just leapt 
at this reality that Christ has died in my place and rose again. And through him, and through him only, he's the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. I can be saved. Um, and so that's exactly right. How do we how do we receive this gospel? How do we receive Jesus and be saved? We have to believe in him. We have to trust in him. We have to and hope in him. I think that's what's so scary about things like the sinner's prayers. Yes. Because it's a work. And mm-hmm. I think we use the term workspace, grace space a lot. But do you want to kind of explain what a workspace salvation is yeah, just for our so students good. who we might say this to you and you're like, well, what is a workspace yeah. salvation? Yeah. So a workspace salvation is, is you're looking at the gospel. You're looking at what Jesus has done on the cross. You're looking at, at heaven, eternal life, a relationship with God. And you're thinking to yourself, I have to do something in order to receive that. And I got to show up to church. I got to get my Bible more. I got to clean my life up. And then based on that, so you're adding something to the death of Jesus on the mm-hmm. cross. Based on Jesus plus my good works, my cleaning up of my life, well, then maybe God will accept me. Maybe God will save me. What the gospel is saying is that me and you and these listeners, as born in Adam, as separated from God from birth, there's nothing we can there's do. There's nothing we can do. So I can't come to church enough or read my Bible enough or pray enough or clean my life up enough for God to save me because my sin is the problem. So to say, like, pray this prayer and you will be saved mm-hmm. is fundamentally, like, anti-gospel. Yeah, it's not if you say a perfect prayer, you will be saved. The whole point of the gospel is you can't do anything, pray anything, say anything in order to be saved. Yeah. You have to trust I in the person. I think a great way to lead off your relationship mm-hmm. with your father would be to pray to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but yeah, that's sure. not salvation. Yeah, right? yeah. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, you know, Paul like says Romans in Romans, will be nine, saved. Right? Yeah. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus the Lord, believe in your heart that God raised from the dead. So now that might be done. From... Yeah, you know, that, that the first step in many, I think, believers' lives is calling out to God in prayer but the the idea that I have to I have to pray, I have to do a certain thing to be saved is anti gospel. And I think that's reassuring to believers who don't remember the exact day. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's like I don't remember yes. praying that prayer. Yeah. Like, am I saved? Yeah. I believe the gospel. I For love sure. Christ. You yeah, know? which is, you know, two great people, John Piper and Maggie Grant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, do not remember just, when I came to Christ. Yeah. But you know what? Neither does John Piper. I tell you the day. Yes. I know I have a spiritual birthday. I just don't know when it is. <laughs> For sure. It, but, like, that's completely okay because it's not upon remembering a day of salvation. It's remembering, knowing that I have trusted in Jesus for my salvation. Mm-hmm. And so if you're out here, and, and we'll wrap up this episode, but but if you're listening to this and, you know, maybe this is the first time you've ever heard the gospel presented. Maybe some things got corrected in your mind and your theology about the gospel we just want to invite you, maybe even in this moment, um, to, to just call out to God. Uh, everyone who, who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You don't have to. You don't have to have a pastor next to you. You don't have to. You don't have to have uh, the, a Bible in front of you. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you will trust in this moment, in the perfect life, the perfect death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ on your behalf, if, if that is your hope. If that is your trust, then the Bible says you will be saved. 
And so we just want to invite you to, to respond to the gospel. We want to encourage those who have responded to the gospel just to be reminded of, of what it is that we trust in, mm-hmm. what it is that is, is just tier one. This, this is what makes us brothers. This is what makes us uh, daughters and, and sons of God. And so we hope this, this episode was incredibly helpful for you. Uh, we just want to invite you, if, if you know Maggie or I, you can reach out to us with questions. Um, if you don't know Maggie or I, I hope you have a, a trusted spiritual leader in your life, maybe a pastor, a Sunday school teacher, a mom or dad, yeah, that you can reach out to. Um, and just ask questions about the gospel because uh, I know this, God loves you. He has given his son to die on a cross for you. And if you will believe in him, John three sixteen. You should not perish, but have eternal life. We hope this episode was edifying to you and glorifying to God. We'll see you next week. See you next week.